Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number 33, Happy to Just Be You. I'm your host, Susan Chattis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher, and a very happy member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we'll be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation. These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Last time we talked about how we can better orient ourselves, our kids, and our families for success. Today, we are going to talk about the happy that comes from just being you. I just started reading a new book the other day, and as I began, I looked at the author's dedication page. At the beginning of a book, the author has a page where they can dedicate their book to someone in their life who has helped them along their way. This time, the author dedicated her book to all the many different people it takes to publish a book. Quote, This book is dedicated to the wonderful team whose dedication and hard work enable me to tell a story. Behind every author, there are editors, copy editors, book cover artists, marketing gurus, print setters, binders, secretaries, and booksellers. And then she explained, The Bible speaks of us all being part of the body of Christ. All of us having functions that are infinitely varied, specialized, and essential. Publishing a book is much like that. We all need each other so we can work together to serve the Lord. End quote. I love knowing that we are all here on earth in this school called life as unique, one-of-a-kind, distinctive students. Each one of us has our own unique personality with individual gifts, talents, and abilities. The scriptures teach us, For all have not every gift given unto them, for there are many gifts, and in every man is given a gift by the Spirit of God. To some is given one, and to some is given another, that all may be profited thereby. I love the last line of that scripture, especially, that all may be profited thereby. As a teacher, I will look at my classroom full of students and all their wonderful differences and strengths. Some would grow up to become artists and some would grow up to become doctors. Some would grow up to become policemen and some would become auto mechanics. Some would become presidents of companies, contractors, computer workers, dentists, and carpenters, I would tell them that they are all important. All around me in my own life, I need mechanics, policemen, doctors, and artists. There are no unimportant persons. We need each other to be different and to contribute in this world in their own unique way. Elder Marvin J. Ashton once taught, Quote, God has given each of us one or more special talents. It is up to each of us to search for and build upon the gifts which God has given. 
we must remember that each of us is made in the image of God, that there are no unimportant persons. Everyone matters to God and to his fellow men. End quote. One year when I was teaching school, third grade, I remember we um, were working on an art project. And in that class that one year, I remember I had one particular exceptionally gifted student. He was already so good at reading and writing. And as a third grader, he was already reading sixth grade books and even had started writing his own novel. I had another student who was not gifted or talented in reading and writing yet, and even struggled reading third grade books. But this one particular day, we were working on an art project. And in the middle of this, it taught me again how important it is to see the unique, wonderful differences in every person, in every student, along with what their strengths really are. I don't even remember what the art assignment was that day, but it did include cutting, I remember, a circle out of a piece of paper. My one student who struggled at reading had already cut out his circle perfectly and then was going around the classroom helping others who were not so gifted in circle cutting. My student who was an above level reader tried to cut out his but just couldn't do it. Finally coming up to me for help with a few tears and frustration in his voice, he handed me the paper and then he handed me the scissors and said, I guess this isn't going to be one of my strong points. And I love that. And it just really made me stop and think about how everyone has different strengths and different abilities. Later on that year, he wrote a short story called The Art. And I just love that he did that. It was so fun. Once I think we truly get the picture that we are all unique and different And once we really understand the reason why we are unique and different, then, then we are able again to stop comparing and we will be able to start admiring the unique and different strengths and powers we all have been given that all the world may be profited thereby. Even in our very own lives, I think, When we see someone else's gifts or talents, we may feel that we are flawed in some way, or that because we are not the same as she is, or not as good as he is, we are somehow defective. You are not flawed. You are not defective. You are unique. You are different. There are no unimportant persons. Everyone matters. We need everyone's uniqueness. So, what are your individual strengths and talents and abilities? What are the strengths and abilities of the people around you? How about the members of your family or the people that you work with? How do you learn? And I love this part too. How do they learn something new? And it might be different than how you learn. 
What gifts do you have? What gifts do they have? And what is unique and special about you that will benefit the world and the people around you? As a teacher and as a parent, I have loved learning about the different ways that my students learn and the various different types of personalities that exist inside a classroom and also inside any family. As a teacher, I learned there are four basic personality kid types. There are number one, the who kids, number two, the why kids, number three, the how kids, and number four, the what kids. Listen for which personality you are, and then listen for which personality your kids are, or maybe your co-workers, or maybe your teacher, or your mom and dad. Ready? Number one, the who kids. The who kids are easy to identify. They are people, people. They're warm, personable, and seem to know everyone. They're connected. They bring people together and love to have everyone together getting along with everyone. Who people are fun, peacemakers, conflict avoiders. They are loyal subjects and social butterflies. Do you know anyone like that? Number two, the why kids. Why kids are curious and creative. Their minds are always working and they're always wondering and questioning in an attempt to change things to make them better. Why kids are fast paced. They are idea gurus. They're creative and they rule questions. They are recognition junkies and they love to ask the question why. I'm sure we've all had a few of those why kids of our own. Number three, the what kids. The what kids are the doers. If you want something done, get a what person to do it. They are leaders. They are always charging forward and accomplishing many tasks in a single bound. The what kids are fast-paced and result-oriented. They sometimes can be impatient with others, especially if they're not what kids. They are taskmasters and like to be in control. And then number four, the how kids. How kids are step-by-step thinkers. They are detail-oriented and accurate. They are organized, hate to be wrong, and are sticklers for precision, and they don't like group hugs. If you want something done right, get a how kid to do it. How kids are meticulous, logical, disciplined, slower paced, and they are rule followers. In any classroom and in any family, it might be a struggle to keep up with so many different personalities and so many different communication styles can sometimes be challenging. The good news is that we need each other, that all may be edified together. We need the what kids to get the job done. We need the who kids to keep morale high. We need the why kids for their good ideas. 
and we need the how kids to pull all the details together. The trick is learning to speak the other person's language. So I want you to think about if you are a mom or a dad or maybe a teacher or whatever your assignment is in this life, I want you to think about what would you say to a who kid or a why kid or a how kid or a what kid and what would be different about their response. If you are a what mom, you might go up to a son or daughter after school and say, hey, what's up? What's going on? What did you do today in school? What did you have for homework today? But wait, if you are a what mom and you are talking to a who kid, then you better go to Whoville to get a response. Who kids need a warm-up first. Even if it isn't your style, warm them up. You want to start a little conversation first, a little bonding time. Things like, did you do all the monkey bars today like you did yesterday? How many baskets did you make at break? In short order, your who kid will be ready to listen to what you have to say. However, what if you're a what mom and you are talking to a why kid? If you were talking to a why kid, he or she will need to know why, even if it's none of their business, especially if it's none of their business. They need to know the why. Um, You asked me yesterday why dad works so late, you might say, and I talked with him so he could help you understand it better. Why kids will want to know why. If you are a what mom and you talk to one of your how kids, how kids will need the details. If you want to get a how kid excited about homework, ask kids how long does a roly-poly live in a glass jar and then have them find the answer while doing their math homework. If you are talking to a what kid, you can just cut to the chase. What do you have tonight for homework? And watch their ears perk right up, and then they'll get right to work, unless they also have a little bit of a who kid in them too. As a teacher, as a parent, I would look at my classroom full of students, at my family, and all their wonderful different personalities, abilities, talents, and strengths. Some would grow up to become artists, and some would grow up to become doctors. Some would grow up to become policemen, and some would become auto mechanics. Some would become librarians, presidents of companies, authors, contractors, computer workers, dentists, and carpenters. I would tell them they are all important. All around me in my own life, there are no unimportant persons. We need each other to be different and to contribute in this world in their own unique way. You are a unique and distinctive child of God too. You are here in this school called life and you are learning along the way to be you. 
Be happy to just be you. Be grateful for your own unique gifts and talents. Be kind to yourself while you are learning. Be patient with your growing. Be happy and ready to share with the world. What are you doing in your own life to keep your soul aloft? It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We are going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for listening today. What makes you unique and different? Think about it and then write it in your journal and be ready to allow learning in your own life as you build more happy into you. Bye for now. See you next time.